Hello and welcome to the Walk in Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to talk about tension, bottlenecks. That, yeah, that, those two. <laughs> I was like, you only do one. I know. She said, I thought I was going to explain it more. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this part of your week. It means the world to us. Sorry we're one day late. Um, that is for two reasons. One, Last week, I told you there was something exciting happening next week. Schedule changed. That's happening next week. Yep. So that threw us off a little bit because we were like planning on that thing happening. It didn't. And then last night, we got home from our friends and we were very tired. And it was just like, we just couldn't do it. I couldn't put together. Today, we uh, gave the kids a little melatonin. They're passed out. (laughs) Now we're ready to rock and roll. (laughs) It's fine. It's supernatural. It's okay. Um... But yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. That was why we're one day late. Interested to see what the vibe is on a Tuesday release. Mm-hmm. Do you know Tuesday is the most ordinary day of the week? Oh, who says who? Like science. <laughs> oh, science. Pretty sure. Okay. That's who said it. Cool. Um, but today, since next week's going to be... De- doop, 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 doop. Are you saying see the world or sea world? I'm saying songs of the week and I've got a worship song of the week and I am pumped to share it. It's called nothing else by worship together and the one and only Jesse early. Yay. And it's not playing. It's called it's nothing else. Oh, here we go. There we go. called nothing else not it's nothing else just wanted to make sure that I oh well you wrote it that way oh my bad <laughs> so i just assumed um that makes me super excited to listen to her their christmas album again which full disclosure the girls and i did listen to about a week ago. nice so it was good. awesome yeah her christmas <laughs> album is by her other group called bn yeah so but jesse early anything she sings now is emotionally <laughs> loaded for us <laughs> Because she wrote the greatest song of all time in history and space. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that will be added to the worship song of the week playlist. So we have two songs, two playlists that are shared every week in the notes, or you can just search walk and love on Apple music or Spotify. My sister actually texted me at last week and goes, thanks for the Amazon music. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Not available on Amazon music. Sorry, Sam. Um, but uh, that's going to be on the worship playlist. And then we each have, a regular song of the week. And mine is by banners. It's called, it's going to be okay. 
This also to me could be a worship song. If you just like, there's specifically one line that like really hits me. Yeah. Um, especially cause worry and anxiety and fear can just be so prevalent in your life at times and seasons. And so to hear this song, it's going to be okay, which we also put on a t-shirt at one point. Um, it's just like super encouraging. So yeah, it's going to be okay by banners. Wish I could hear say goodnight and kiss you on the forehead. Turn off the lamplight and see you in the morning. Hold you close when you're upset, sit and watch the sunset. Like we're the only people on earth. So beautiful we can't find words. And if all the sky is falling, oh, hold on. So there's a line right there uh, that comes up when it's, I can feel your hand in mine and hear you say it's going to be okay. There's a feeling that I get started staring at the darkness, even though you couldn't be farther and everything without you is harder. Take a breath, close my eyes and you are by my side. I know we're looking at the same stars. It's going to be okay. It's going to be, but like, I, I don't know. There's just part of that that like, especially the hand in hand, like I don't picture myself being hand in hand with people often mm-hmm. like but if i if there's a moment if i picture myself being hand in hand with christ because jesus was fully human so he had hands <laughs> <laughs> science uh <laughs> i mean that's just the way it is Christ, that's 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 a reality jesus had hands. yes and i picture us holding hands which is not like a very masculine thing to do right but because he is the Christ. Yeah. Like that gets me emotional. Like I think of like it it, in my worst moment of fear and anxiety or frustration or pain. If I can hold, if I can picture myself hand in hand with Jesus, I think it's going to be okay. And so that just like, I I don't know, it just hit me. Was was listening to that song today. And that like, that was the, that was the imagery that came along with hand in hand, not holding my kid's hand, not holding your hand, yeah, holding Jesus's hand. And that was just like, whew. So, that's my song of the week. That's good. I'll preach a little bit. Um, what's yours, babe? I mean, try try to top that. <laughs> I don't know what the new buttons are, so I'm just going to hit one because I kind of forget what this one is. I, oh, and your cat's still down. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine is called um, Save Me by McKenna <laughs> Breinholt. And it's just good. It's like a, I don't know, she probably got her heart broken or something, but it's just like a uh, right. good, pretty song yeah something's changed it's something new i'm stuck inside my head and i don't know what to do i'm alive but i can't breathe every step in a direction there's a wall i didn't see and the light just keeps leaving my eyes and I don't know where it goes By the time I know just where I am It'll be when I'm moving on It's just too much to take Too much to take 
as always. I'm going to like listening to that. The chorus. I know, but. I know. We don't have time for that. There's no time for that. Ain't oh, and your cat's still dead. <laughs> nobody. That might be my that. new favorite. Oh, and your cat's still yeah, dead? Yeah, the song's good, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are songs of the week. Playlists are linked in the show notes, or you can search Walk in Love. The song of the week. So, the worship playlist isn't as long, um, but the song of the week <laughs> is getting long. I mean, yeah. And it's funny. I'll put it on shuffle, like on the home pod in our house. And then I'll be like, man, this playlist is, uh, this is, this is a series just really doing a great job thinking that it's like just suggesting playing, songs. Just music. I'm like, man, these are all good songs. I love all of these. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are there. Um, Brooke, how was your week? I was going to share some strong feelings, but I've cooled off. So okay. I'm not going to share. <laughs> you don't need to burn anything to the ground right now. Yeah, I get it. I feel very blessed. My week was good. My week was good. Tuesday. Someone messaged us and said, no, today's Monday. Someone messaged us and said, we should put that on a shirt. My week was good. (laughs) (laughs) They said it's iconic. I love that. That's cool. Well, my week was good. (laughs) And what did I do from last Monday to this Monday? So we have house guests. That was a big part of the week. Our AC finally got fixed. So the jet engine airplane has taken off and it's flown away. To another island. I was amazed. So, you know, they they fixed the AC. It took about three days to to finally fix it once they came. So it was four weeks without air conditioning, but not without air conditioning. We had window units and portable units, but four weeks of a constant buzz of some loud units. Um, And when they left, like they were finishing up and we went to the beach with our friends that are here and we came back and walked in and the house was cool, but they had turned off all the portable units. Yeah. And I was like amazed at how quiet, quiet I felt. <laughs> yeah. Like Even I was just like, noticed. it's silent. Yeah. There's just like, there's just no fan noise. Yeah. And I love fan noise, but, right. but that was specifically else. for sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's been huge. We have house guests visiting. So friends, from Maryland with their two kids. So full house right now, which has been super, super fun. We've been watching the Olympics like crazy, um, which has been super exciting. Love the Olympics. Yeah. Track is just starting to pick up like big fan of swimming, but I like track more. <laughs> like where, where, yeah. I didn't okay. know where I was going there. I like track more probably cause I did track. I didn't swim. Same, you know? And so it's just like, I'm more connected to it. Yeah, you know, I mean, we were basically Olympic athletes, and then we, and then we decided high school. And yeah, then, and then we just decided maybe another career path for us. Yeah, um, like maybe a dirty bike messenger that right. that lives in Philadelphia. That was my brief <laughs> career path, um, <laughs> but I wasn't a bike messenger. I was just a dirty wannabe. Right. So that was fun. Um, here's a crazy Olympic moment for uh, for me. Okay. So we're watching the eight hundred semifinals. I think the 800 meters is the, the hardest race. I mean, they're all hard when you think about them. 10,000 meters. I mean, that's just impossible. <laughs> and who knows how long it is? Yeah. I mean, an 800 is twice around 10,000. No one knows the math. I'm surprised they even finish. Yeah. Um, so we're watching the 800 semifinals and they're running and a guy trips yep. and then another guy falls on top of him. Really kind of a bummer moment for both of them. And everyone finishes those guys lay on the track for a few seconds. They get, they get up, they like shake hands and shake it off. Like it's just part of, it just happens. 
and then they walk for a little bit and then they slowly jog in and finish. And there is no way that I'm touching that time. <laughs> so they fell, <laughs> laid down for a while, stood up, dusted each other off, walked, and then what looked like a slow jog in. And their time is, I couldn't beat it. Yeah. What were they running? The 800. Oh, so the two laps. Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. they fell with like 100 meters to go. Yeah. And so that's just it's to, to think, to, yeah, to think about how fast that is. Like, cause you see the time and you're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But then to think. But about, everybody's running the similar yeah. pace there. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Um, but it's been super fun to watch. Um, and this, we forgot to do this last podcast, but this is our, anything else happened this week? I don't no, think so. No, we're just kind of gearing up. August is kind of a full month for us. Yeah. And so it feels like we're like, I feel like oh, I'm ready. On the on yeah. I'm like ready. Here we come. You know, okay. like my head's bobbing. If you're watching on video, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Like I'm in the warm up room. Right. Getting ready for my Olympic trial. What are you my listening Olympic to? Run. Ooh, I might be listening to Judah and the Lion, maybe Taking Back Sunday, maybe Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. You know, music that you love. Well, you do like Judah. I do love Judah, but. And Taking Back Sunday, so so. Sometimes you got to be in a mood. Yeah. I listened to it the other day, driving back from Costco full blast. I was alone in the car in the minivan and I was rocking out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure people were just like, what's this guy listening to? You know, um, to be honest, I don't mind almost any music as long as I don't have to talk over it. That's true. Yeah, That's, that's always my fresh. That's always yep. my tension point. Nice. I see what you did there. But we're not ready. Foreshadow. For, uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. I don't think you can call it for I don't think you can say foreshadowing, though. I think that kind of oh. eliminates it. Double foreshadow. <laughs> foreshadow. foreshadow. Uh. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, oh, no. I've started the whispering. Um, so we didn't do this. On the, we tried to do this in the last month, the last episode of a podcast we record each month. So we remember what we've done in our lives. Um, so this is the Mount Rushmore, Rushmore, <laughs> Rushmore. I'm free. Call, call. He's free. He made it. But oh, and your cat's still dead. Um, so it wasn't. It was good news. He didn't fall into the Mount Rushmore of right. caverns. But he, the eagle saved him. He landed on dry ground. Yeah. Uh, and someone brought him the oh, news. Oh, and your cat's still dead. So he's he's got mixed emotions. But these are the Mount Rushmore of July. Four moments in July that really impacted us, meant a lot to us. Um, for me, I'll go first. My parents visited in July, so that was super fun to have them. Uh, because we've always lived so close to them, we've never had them stay at our home. Um, and so that was just like really fun. And I got to see them enjoy Maui and um, take naps and just like find rest. And it was just like super encouraging you know, Brooke wowed them with their, her dinner making abilities, which was always super fun to see. Um, so that was one of them. Sunny swimming underwater was another one. I can't believe that hasn't been a month yet. Um, but now she's full. She doesn't know how to swim, but she has the confidence of a full blue. She has the confidence <laughs> of a Libyan and the skill of someone who will drown. Yeah. Um, but she's getting better. Uh, she really doesn't want to wear a floaty anymore. So beaches to the trips to the beach and to our friend's pool are, not relaxing at times. I'll just put it that way, but it's super fun to see her kind of Tries experience hard. that and try super hard. Today we were standing, uh, we were out in the ocean and I was 
holding her on my hands, like in a cheerleader. What would you call that cheerleader pose? Sure. What, what, yeah. What's the official pike? Um, no, you press. had her up in a stunt. A stunt. Form. Yeah. So she was in a stunt and she's screaming, hi, mom, rockers, you know, with yeah. the rock and roll sign. And then she would jump off my hands into the ocean. Yeah. And then I would pick her up and she would kind of kick back to me and swim to the top. So her swimming underwater has been huge. Making our friends Ian and Bianca has been incredible. We hang out with them quite a bit. It's super fun. Um, we just get along really well. So it's great. Um, my friends are good. My friends are good. My friends are great. Um, and then for me, it's establishing a good morning routine, something that was very much lacking in my life in Pennsylvania. And I feel like it's just changing me in such a amazing way. I feel like the Lord has given me the strength to do it. And it's just, it's just been really filling me up. So those are my Mount Rushmore, Rushmore, Rushmore of mountains of July. Of oh, and your cat's still dead. Mine would be. <clears throat> Sorry if anybody had a cat die recently. Might yeah. be a little insensitive. Yeah. Hitting the button so much. So. This is the way the world works. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any idea? What I didn't know what that was going to say. <laughs> uh, mine would be. Having the 4th of July. Yeah. Not that like, I mean, we did go to a party. That was fun. Yeah. But it was like our first holiday here. Yeah. So that was cool. Just cool. Just cool. Uh, both girls swimming. I mean, Junie's been swimming underwater for a long time, but she's her like, confidence in the ocean and understanding like how the waves work and how they crash and like how far out she needs to be. She's just like, she's figured that out in the last month. Yeah. She doesn't need me to walk her out or necessarily walk her in anymore, um, which is like cool to watch. Yeah. And then I would say um, <laughs> that I I am still pregnant. Yep. Which I, I mean that with such positivity, like praise the Lord. I, I yeah. I don't want to have an early baby. <laughs> yeah. Early baby. This episode is called Early Baby. <laughs> That's Bluey. No, no. I You've never seen that one? No. <laughs> oh, it's a great episode. Okay. Um, so I just like, I'm, I am both struggling with like, I'm so over it. Mm -hmm. I'm not one who loves being pregnant at all. Yep. But also I'm very, very grateful yes. for it. Yep. You know, it's a both and yep. scenario. I get that. Um, and then just. Kind of like a. Very blessed. Yeah. Heartburn. Heart, oh man, it is wicked, <laughs> especially right now. Um, and then just having visitors, like your your parents were in the front end, and our friends kind of came in on the back yeah. end of the month here. Um, it's just cool. It's just we've fun. never been able to do it. Yeah, we've never had people stay at our house really because it was so small, and now we've had two people in one month. Yeah, two groups of people in one month. Yeah, six people total. Math. Um, yeah, so. Very, very fun July. Tomorrow marks the second month of us being here, which is crazy. Today, when we were out at the beach, I saw three turtles. Incredible. Just incredible. One was like swimming right towards me. And Brooke was like, I think there's a turtle near you. And I looked down and it was like. I literally said, there's a turtle underneath your feet. And so like, I kind of just like jumped, jumped up and, and like, I don't know if it was going to run into me, but you're not supposed to touch them. So I was like, what <laughs> if they run into you? <laughs> Am I going to get arrested? Yeah. Uh, it really was yeah. like, going to run right into you. But it's all three today. So that was really, really cool. Um, we thought today would our episode would be about what we call tensions and bottlenecks in our lives. And so what we're going to do is we're going to explain one of each 
actually, we're just going to explain one tension, kind of discuss it and sort of like how it works and kind of see where we go with the conversation. Um, and then the bottleneck's the same. And so I'm not sure if we'll get to all of our notes, but I wrote a lot of notes actually this time, which was, which is kind of cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll just kind of see where the conversation goes. Um, but first I would start by saying like, um, attention point in your life. Um, so some of them can be really simple and easy. Uh, some of them can be very obvious to you. Some of them are not so obvious. Some of them you, um, have lived with for a very long time. Um, and they, you might have like a blind spot to them. I think that yeah. happens a lot. Some of them are just part of life and they exist and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know, like there are tensions like that in life, yeah. like, um, and they can come from a variety of different places. Um, but some of them can be fixed. And I, and I don't often think that we as people understand that, like we kind of just like, Oh, that's just life. So what? I'm miserable. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, okay, well, yeah, maybe don't lay like self control. Yeah. Yeah. That's the noise that goes along with that. Okay. It's like in that, that scene in the office where Michael's heartbroken and he's laying, he's like, my heart hurts. <laughs> my head hurts. My arms hurt. And Pam's like, well, why are you laying, laying like, like that? that? Um, and so kind of, this is kind of a moment of like, why are you laying like that? Maybe just get more comfortable. And then for Brooke, like literally right now, Brooke is not very comfortable, period. Like physically, physically, yeah. there's not really many positions that you're like, oh, I'm very comfortable right now. And I'm not a stomach sleeper. Yeah. I don't just go around <laughs> laying on my stomach. Yeah. Often. I would say that's, that's an accurate description. However, it's like Brooke, good photography, great cook, really kind, loving. Loves laying on her stomach. Lays on no. Her, no, no. Not there. Doesn't happen. However. That's, a, that's the fourth I thing I say about you. Deeply looking forward to it again. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start with this example to kind of explain what we do when we see tension points, how we see them, et cetera, et cetera. So we go to the beach a lot, almost every day right now. Um, and very early on in living here, we realized that the post beach shower, rinse off, desanding experience was going to be a nightmare. Not for us. I'm an adult. I know exactly what's expected <laughs> of me. Um, and I know how to shower. I'm really good at it. I've been doing it a long time. Um, but the girls, it was not going well those first few days. And yeah, it was, was a new, new experience. Like new we, rhythm obviously for, we've done it before on vacation, but like, this is going to be a daily thing, yeah. you know, or a quasi daily thing. So like we need to do something about it. So, um, I would say the first thing we realized is that there was no expectation being set for, and this is specifically, uh, no, I think these, this exists with tensions anywhere, but very, very much more so in tensions with children. Yeah. Um, if we're not like, imagine following someone that you love and all of a sudden they rip off your bathing suit and start <laughs> spraying you with a hose or shower. It's and, warm. You know, it's warm. Like that. Well, would... I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the girls can't think past. They don't know what we're having for lunch. Yeah. I'm the one making that. They don't know what we're doing yeah. 18 minutes from now, 25 minutes from now, you know, and so they live in this. All kids do mostly the moment literally the moment and it's incredible it's a gift that they have right but it also can be kind of jarring for them to go through transition yeah and so transitioning from walking home from the beach picking up flowers and pieces of grass to getting sprayed with a shower we need head to do this stuff before we can eat lunch is 
can be kind of jarring to them when there's no expectation being set. And so when we notice attention, we realize first and foremost that we probably aren't setting an accurate expectation for each other, for what's happening, for what's supposed to happen, for what's going to happen. Yeah. And so there's often tension when expectations don't exist. Um, And so they don't exist. They're not met. Yes. And so we realized really early on, Hey, we need to set an expectation after we get home from the beach. Here's what this this is going to look like. Um, you know, because they're three and a six year old and they can understand that. And so now they understand that when we get home, we close the gate, they take their suits off, we shower them off. Um, and we're, we're doing this so that we can eat lunch because usually we're coming home or lunch. We're also doing this because we can't go into the house, uh, sandy. Covered in that yeah. much sand. Yeah. Um, and so, th- and there are a lot of tension points with kids, like, you know, getting dressed, putting on shoes, brushing teeth, going to bed. Like there's a lot of points yeah. where kids are like it, really any transition with a young child is sort of <laughs> tension filled. Uh, and I don't think that there's ever a way to, to completely eliminate them. Um, but I definitely think there are ways to limit them yeah. or make them smoother or less jarring or less frustrating or less often. Cause yeah. like there are times when we come home from the beach and they're just so wiped yeah. that even they know, they know what's going to come and what's going to happen. It's still, it's still not great. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll exist with kids all the time. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the first step, I guess, for us is to acknowledge the tension point, like say, mm-hmm. Hey, this is one, this exists. This is not great. This Din- is not going well. Yeah. <laughs> bedtime is not great. Yeah. Post beach shower time is not great. Yeah. Uh, getting shoes on is not great, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and, and, and that can be, that can exist for kids or your relationship or some sort of part of your routine. Like right now for us, attention point is the podcast. It is not great. You know, we're doing it late at night, um, which we did before, but that was pre pregnancy. So like pregnant Brooke is much more tired than non-pregnant Brooke. Yeah. She has much worse heartburn than non-pregnant Brooke. So like talking late at night is a tension for us. And so we need to either one, just acknowledge it. Like, and we might be in a season right now where it's just like, this is just what it is. Yeah. The podcast can't really happen anywhere else. It's happening here. So we're just going to deal with it. And I'm going to carry most of the load and talk (laughs) more than you. Like that, that can be the resolution to attention. Like, just acknowledging it, but understanding that like right now in this season, there's not much we can do about it. Like people have jobs like that. Like a job might be causing tension because you're on second shift or third shift or whatever. Like, and you're just like, but this is it. This is the reality of our lives because of where we are financially or what we like, whatever the reason may be. And, but acknowledging it, I think acknowledging it does something powerful to allow it to like be like, not be something that's like, it's not the elephant in the room anymore. Like, well, yeah. And it's similar to the, we talked about this so long ago, but just like the power of naming, Yeah, you know, like literally naming a ch- everything from naming a child to naming a routine to naming the problem. Like it's very hard for humans to move forward with something or move through something. Yeah. If we don't know what it is, right. which is why we love the question. Okay. Well, what does that look like? Yes. So if post beach shower time, is attention attention point then like what does the solution look like 
even something as simple as yeah as it is yeah and so for this for this example specifically what we did is we and and brooke i will say this brooke is very good at uh, well there's two sides of this one <laughs> tension points fill brooke with a fire rage hotter than her heartburn <laughs> so That's, which is hard to do right which now. is very hard to do um so her need to solve them is much more intense yeah than mine right i can kind of deal with the sandy kid that's screaming as i spray their face off like it's bad i don't love it but i'm not like i'm like i literally cannot do this one more time yeah i will and i'll do it kindly and gracefully i hope right but eventually solved immediately so brooke is very i'm actually already mad that it wasn't previously solved (laughs) i didn't know this tension existed but i'm mad that i didn't solve it already yeah oh literally (laughs) that is my life <laughs> and I'm like, just stand over here and take it. It <laughs> <laughs> stings. Um, it wouldn't sting if you looked up like I'm asking you to. <laughs> um, so Brooke's very good at seeing them, but I think that's because they also affect you more. And so, like, if and you're, I know that, yeah. And if you're so in a relationship, um, like, and, and I think one thing that Brooke you're really good at is like you don't let them like. And I think a lot of people fall into this trap is like you see the tension you're frustrated by the tension and now you're mad at me for not fixing the tension. Mm. And I think a lot, you don't do that, but I think a lot of people do that. Oh yeah. They like, they dis they displace. Yeah. And so I'm just fine spraying them off as is. And you're just like, this is not the best way it should be. I'm irritated that you don't see that. And so you might be causing arguments and fights because of your expectations of how attention should be solved. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's not good. Right. Um, and so what Brooke is really good at doing and she's gotten better at doing as we've been married longer and our, the lines of communication have been more open is she's good at saying, this is not working for me. I'm acknowledging this attention and now we need to find a way to fix it or we need to find a way to alleviate it Yeah. because if not, I'm just going to stop going to the beach. Like that's kind of the, <laughs> that, you know, that's an extreme statement, but like right. that's kind of what some people do like, oh, this is bad. I'm just going to avoid it and ignore it forever. And right. it's like, well, then you're missing out on the experience of a full life that Jesus has given you. Yeah. And you're not going to have the moment of Sonny standing on your hands, jumping into the ocean or the turtle swimming under you. And like, (laughs) there's so much to experience. And sometimes I think we cut it off because of the tension just to avoid it. Right. And really solve it. We just get rid of it. Yeah. And and if we solve that tension, all of a sudden we are swimming with turtles (laughs) and our kids are jumping around in the waves and we're just experiencing an overflow of joy. So tensions are worth solving because I think sometimes on the other side of them, there is joy and an abundance yeah. and that can be really, really cool. Um, and so for this one specifically, like the first step was just like telling the girls like, Hey, we tell them every time we're walking home, yeah, we're going to, you know, we got a shower yep. before we go inside, before we eat lunch. Um, if they say they're hungry, we'll say we're going to eat after we shower. Like those are phrases that we say pretty consistently. And now they know, that that's what you do. And so yeah. the first step in that is taking your flip flops off, taking your bathing suit off. Right. You know, we have an outside shower and we're, you know, we have fences around us so we can do that. Um, so, and you know, so we do that. Um, I mean, one of the first things I did was order a large enough, like safe kid friendly shampoo and body wash that is left outside. Cause yeah. for like weeks we were, Oh, we've got the shampoo. Go yeah. inside and get it. And then somebody's tiptoeing Sandy in to yep. get it. And I was just like, no, no, yep. no. Yep. So we have a giant 25 ounce. 
so there was so we were starting to solve the tension and then we realized oh this could be even better yes which is a great point to make um and then we would clean them off and realize oh we don't have towels for them that aren't sandy that aren't sandy because all of our towels from the beach by the time we put them in the cart and walk home they're kind of sandy um and so it was like oh well let's have bath towels ready to go and so now we have those ready to go. And then it was like, oh, well, now they're just walking around in towels and they're complaining that they're cold. Yeah. Why don't we have clothes right here? <laughs> and so it's just like all of it this. It seems so simple. But when you're trying to get out the door to the beach and they're like, let's go, yeah. let's go, let's go. And I'm packing snacks and I'm doing all these things. The last thing I wanted to do those first two weeks we were here was take an additional six minutes. Right. To find the towels, set up there, <laughs> set up there. And now I have like, I spin the dining room chairs around and put down a gather mat. Yep. So that they can come in and get started on their own getting dressed, which is amazing. Um, yeah. And so like, so what we did is, you know, first we acknowledged the tension existed uh, and then we started to put in a routine to solve the tension, um, to, to alleviate the tension, to eliminate some of those more frustrating moments of kids being kind of, you know, kids, kids. <laughs> um, and it's really done wonders. Like our kids have learned that this is what happens. They jump right into it. Most of the time it's, it's tear free, cry free, complain free. Um, and it's, I, and I think it's just because we've established this routine, but I don't think we would have established the routine as quickly if we didn't acknowledge, Hey, this is a point of the day that I sort of dread. It's too many tears, it's too many tears. It's too, it's just like the, you know, the heartburn rage is, is within <laughs> the fire is within. Um, and so let's solve it. And that, and we have, yeah. And so a, a great example of, I remember uh, someone I follow was, I don't think she called it attention point. I don't know what she called it, but she's got several kids, very young and attention point every morning before school was their shoes, like getting shoes on to get out okay. the door. Yeah, it was just like this. a disaster. So she decided, no, no, we're not putting our shoes on before we get out the door. All shoes are kept up in there are all school shoes are kept up in their rooms so that when they get out of bed and get dressed, they put their shoes on up there before they even come downstairs. Yeah, right. And she was like, it was gone. Yeah. Like the problem was solved. Yep. And and, <laughs> and it's sometimes that easy. And, and Brooke, there's always this meme that every time Brooke sees it, it was like, it, she always laughs at it. And it's like, I fixed that problem in five minutes. I will learn nothing. <laughs> like I, oh, I, 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 I thought about that, that thing I've thought about for a year and a half. <laughs> took me five minutes. I will learn nothing. Yeah, no. And so the the hope is that as you start seeing these tensions in your life, these moments, these points, um, that you'll realize like, oh, if I acknowledge them, acknowledge them first is the big part. Like you have to have eyes to see them. Yeah. Um, and once you do start seeing them, it's hard to see something that bothers you. Like if you see a crack in the paint on your wall, <laughs> you're just like, uh, you see it every day. And right. then you're like, I just need to fix Like I won't think about that anymore if I just fix it. And then a few minutes later, it's fixed. And you're like, why didn't I do that two weeks ago when I first saw it? Right. And so that's kind of what acknowledging it does is you'll like see those moments. Like every television sitcom has an episode like this where it's like you notice the annoying part of someone and it oh, like, right. you know, how I met your mother. I think that was their noise. Like it just the like shatters, shattering, you know, and so like you notice this tension point in your life and you're like, now I can't unnotice it. Yeah. So now I need to find a way to fix it or find a, like a way to alleviate it in some, some degree. Um, and so, so those are like that, those are the ways that we kind of handle those tension points. I think, um, 
I think that they come in all shapes and sizes through all seasons. Like there is by no means a life not filled with tension. Right. But there are tensions in life that you can help alleviate. Um, and especially, you know, I think some of them are easily, you know, like for example, if you're tired every day, well, that's tension in your life. There's a really easy solution to that one. Go to bed earlier. Go to bed earlier. You know, like if you're feeling sluggish and slow and lethargic all day, well, there's a tension in your life. There's probably a solution. It's probably eating healthier, maybe exercising, something like that. Yeah. If you're feeling spiritually drained and like the like you can't hear the voice of the Lord, there's tension in your life. Well, that's probably solved by spending more time with him. Mm-hmm. If your relationship has tension, that's solved through communicating about it and so on and so forth. So there's yeah. lots of tension. Some of them are big, some of them are small. But I think that when we can acknowledge them, there's ways that we can work through them um, that will end up benefiting us. Um, the other thing that I think happens in life, Brooke's starting to yawn. So I'm all right. You doing all right? Yeah. How's the heartburn? It's on a scale of one to 10, it's a seven. Oof. This is the way the world works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the other thing that we, we're going to talk about today um, is what we call bottlenecks. And so like the easiest. I, well, I actually wanted you to talk about this because like we talked about it in business. One of our tension points <laughs> between me and you in business many years ago was this concept of a bottleneck. And that was the first time, I mean, I know what a literal bottleneck is, but that was the first time I was like, I've never thought about what you're explaining to me like that. And that is very helpful. And so it can apply to anything in life. So So, take it away, T. Wow. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So a bottleneck, you know, in business, it's like everyone's getting their jobs done. There's one person that like approves everything they are behind on approving everything, so nothing is happening. There's a bottleneck at that yeah, person's desk. Yeah, everything's flowing to the yeah. one area and getting stuck. Yes. You know, traffic is the probably best analogy for bottlenecks. Everybody's trying to get on a road. Yep. Uh, there's too many cars, not enough space to go, so there's a bottleneck. Um, and so uh, what I would say, um, the most common bottlenecks in our lives, marriage, relationships, walks with the Lord are emotional. Um And I think a lot of us suffer from having these emotional uh, bottlenecks. We have a highway of crowded emotions, moments, hurts, pains, frustrations, annoyances, strong feelings that we are dealing with. They are all crammed onto the emotional highway of our heart. And we wonder why we are so short with our spouse, not patient with our kids or not hearing the voice of the Lord clearly. Um, And I just think that that's a reality. Like all of us suffer from that. Um, and so I'm going to keep going with the road analogy and say you're driving to a, like, let's say you're going on vacation and you're dry or let's say you're going to a place that you often drive to and you think, okay, I'm leaving at four o'clock. Brooke's doing backwards math. She was like, I'm in, if I'm leaving at four <laughs> o'clock, that means I'm getting in the car at three fifty five. That means that I am closing the front door at three fifty four. That means that I've picked up my keys at three fifty two. And I'm saying, are we already behind schedule? And she's saying, yes. Um, by the time I finish this, we will be behind schedule. Um, and so you know where you're going, but you know that there's always traffic at five p.m. And so you decide, hey, I'm going to leave early. Like I'm going to leave early to get there to avoid the traffic, avoid the bottlenecks. Um, and so you do that and you prepare yourself to miss the bottleneck. And I think 
that a lot of our emotional health and just like spiritual well-being is being prepared before we hit the bottleneck. Like it's avoiding, not avoiding, but prepare, having preparation in our life to avoid some of the emotional <clears throat> traffic on the highway of our heart, if I would say so. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like, I think that's like daily quiet time, exercise time, alone time, time outside in the sun. Um, and like with travel, when we try to avoid traffic, it usually requires us to put in w- the work in early um, to get up. Like a lot of people, when they go like on a vacation to like the, the Jersey shore or the outer banks or something, a lot of people's move is like, we're going to leave at 4 a.m. Like we're just going to get there early, avoid. Well, and, uh, interestingly enough, because a lot of those places only have a single road. Yes. Leading to where all the houses you need to get to yes. at least some of the like, like outer banks is like that. Jersey, Stone Harbor's, Stone Harbor's like, that. like that. So yeah, you literally have all these people trying to go one place. You so. know, and it's like one place you want to get to. And so you, you want to plan accordingly. So you get up at 4am because it's worth the effort yeah. to avoid the bottleneck. And so I think, and and I, and I'm learning this, the more I practice it, that getting up early is incredible. It's, it's so oftentimes horrible, you know, because you're tired and bleary eyed and you know, you want to just stay in your nice comfy bed. But I think that there is something that will, if there's something that will radically change your life daily, I think it's getting up and spending time with the Lord. Can I ask, is it getting up early or just getting up before everybody else? What if you have a family that everybody sleeps in till nine? Do you need to be up at 530? Like it's not, it's not necessarily a time thing. It's more. No, I don't think it's a, well, I I don't know. I think that there's some, like, there is some scientificness to being more productive early in the morning. So I do think that like, I do think it's both a time, like for me, it's both a time and a time before the kids. Right. Um, but like here, here's, here's my example. Like at home, when we were in Pennsylvania, had no morning routine. The kids woke me up. Um, and when the kids wake you up, it's like, Oh, I'm not going to read my Bible now. These kids are going to, well, they need things immediately. They need things immediately and they're going to interrupt me. And so like that just gets thrown out the window. Boom. You know, it's gone. Like, could I push through and do it? Yeah. But I'm already like, I'm already way more tension filled. That moment will be. (laughs) Yes. I'm already jammed up. There's already a bottleneck. It's kids and quiet time converging at once. And it's like, well, these kids are loud. So quiet time is losing Yeah. period. Um, you know, and so that, that's just like a tension point, like quiet time and work are converging at once. Cause I slept, you know, well, work is going to win out because you don't want to get fired from your job, you know? And so like, like if we're using that road analogy, these things are converging at once. And so if I wake up early and have quiet time, there's no bottlenecks. I can just have it and be yeah. in that moment with the Lord. And that just prepares my heart and my soul for the day. And being on Maui, that has been established. And it's honestly, I'm honestly blown away by the impact it's had on my, on me, in my heart and my ability to be patient with the girls. And it's just like, and, and, and so that's incredible. And then now like with like, you know, if you read any books on habit, like atomic habits or the power of habit. Yeah. They talk about stacking your good habits. And so now that I'm waking up early and having my quiet time, well, I've stacked that habit of reading the Bible with journaling. And then I've stacked that habit with exercise. And so now I am getting up early, reading my Bible, journaling, exercising in the ocean back at home. And it might be eight 30. 
you know, and so you think about like all the productivity in that moment. Yeah. Like that is avoiding the bottleneck of like trying to exercise later in the day. You know, you never know what a day is going to bring. Like it, it, I think there's something beautiful about doing that first thing because it allows you to like, okay, now if the rest of the day has a million things trying to get on this on ramp, I've already kind of done the super important stuff. Yeah. You've already sent that through. That's I've already what, made it to the beach. Yeah, I've already made it to the beach. To the and shore. so like if, you know, a seagull, <laughs> you know, tries to take my food, it's fine. Like, cause I've already exercised and done some of the more important things in my life that have, that will allow me to be more prepared. Like that's huge. And so that's why I think like, like you get up early to get to the beach before all the traffic hits, um, getting up early in your life to establish some sort of morning routine will have a greater impact on the rest of the day than anything else you can do. I'm yeah. a firm believer in that. Yeah. That would be a strong feeling and a quick tip all rolled into one. Yeah. Something else I think, speaking of like the bottleneck example analogy, and I, I think this is probably more so for moms, but I mean, I don't want <clears throat> to exclude dads. It might be just dads of a certain personality, but like trying to do too many things at once and not delegating like if I think about, let's say making dinner, let's say making dinner is always a tension point. Right. It's just chaos. Nothing is prepped. Nothing is ready. You don't know what you're making. You don't have all the ingredients. You, the kids don't know what they're supposed to do during that time. Like, you know, whatever. Um, that bottleneck of a mom being like, I have to do it all and I have to do it all Yeah. can cause a lot of tension. Yes. <laughs> and so like a way to alleviate that and not cram it all into this like, gotta be me and it's gotta come through me and I gotta do it all you know would be I mean really just to delegate and that is just that's asking your family for help yep which is a totally acceptable thing to do yes a hundred percent yes um yeah that's great um and so like what I think like you know so one getting up early that's I think that's huge to avoid sort of the emotional bottlenecks that will come into your life um spending time with the lord you know, getting your exercise, your time outside, et cetera. Um, and then the other way that we kind of avoid, Brooke and I try to avoid some of these emotional bottlenecks is that we have honest and open conversations about what's going on in our lives. Yeah. Um, though that is such a valuable thing. One, marriage, obviously that's just something you should be doing. But I think a lot of times in marriage, you know, you see this in couples, you, you may know a couple like this, or you may be a couple like this, where you're like, yeah, we're talking, but we're not talking about any of these things. We're not talking about the chair behind. We're not really talking. Yeah, about we're not it. talking about you know what really the emotions that I'm going through on a day to day basis, the the fire I feel inside at the shower time. We're not talking about that, right? And so I think that is like a huge step in understanding where some of these emotional, spiritual, physical, mental bottlenecks are because. Uh, if you're not talking about it, you can't acknowledge it. If you can't acknowledge it, you can't try to change it. If you can't, you know, yeah. can't prepare for it and all that stuff. And so I think just having those emotional check-ins, um, which is what a therapist told us, uh, a friend of ours who's a therapist, he was like, this is what my, me and my wife do every day. Yeah. At the end of the day, we ask our best, most positive emotion, and our most negative emotion. Um, and those check-ins allow the prompt prompt some deeper conversations about some of the bottlenecks that we may be feeling some of the emotions, frustrations, pains, et cetera. And because we are 
clearing that traffic on a daily basis. I'll just go with the road analogy. Yeah. Uh, you know, at night we're clearing those bottlenecks. We're, we're talking about them. We're trying to solve them. Traffic is flowing more freely one between me and you. Yeah. And two, I think when we have healthy relationships, we are more in tune with what the Lord is calling us to do. Yeah. We're, we're more open to hear from him because we are not so focused on the worldly things. We are more comfortable in the spiritual world. Yeah. You know, I would say that. Yeah. And I think once you start to acknowledge tension and you, and you're not afraid of it. I mean, I think for some people that's That's more than half the battle. Like, Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it this whole time. I'm afraid to say anything about it because I might rock the boat or it might upset so-and-so or it might upset myself. But once you see it, it becomes so obvious, you know, like even in, in, in other people's lives and friends' lives and, and anything. And, um, yeah, I, I, I do often feel like so many couples, you know, families too, but let's say spouses, they do this, like, it's not necessarily surface talk, but it's like, you know, the wife will be like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just so tired of crying all the time. And I'll be like, yeah, I know. I, you know, I really feel for you. So sorry about that. Yeah. So like he's still being kind and comforting yeah. and someone would be hear that and be like, Oh, that was so nice of him. And I want to be like, okay, why, why are, are you crying, crying all the, the time? time? <laughs> like, like, can we oh, hold up? Cat's still dead. <laughs> you know? And so there are times I think where, whether we realize we're doing it or not, and this was something I would challenge you to like pay attention to is those prompts maybe from your spouse, like using that silly example I just came up with, like, the, the the wife might not be thinking, Oh, I hope he asks why right. I want to talk about yeah. it. Like it might just be out of desperation. You know, yeah. I'm so tired of this. Yeah. This exhausts me. Yep. This makes me want to cry. Yep. I feel so anxious before X, Y, Z. Yep. Like maybe dig a little deeper yep. and maybe it's not in the, in that moment. Right. Maybe you're about to walk into somebody's house and you don't want to be like, tell me more about yeah. your traumatic childhood right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bing bong as you go into yeah. somebody's house. But like, Upstairs or downstairs, babe? <laughs> exactly. All these split-level homes around here. <laughs> it really is upstairs or downstairs. So I just, like, don't just let that go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that so, could be the the prompt th- right. that you're, you've been looking for Yeah, to, like, clear some traffic. Yeah. And for us, like, so that's the emotional check-in, you know, for sure. Like, he, you know, biggest most positive emotion, most negative emotion that will lead to sort of some of that. Mm -hmm. And then like, we really ask each other, how was your day? Like really ask that and mean it with the people around you. Like, you know, and so like we are now at a place of comfort and openness that we can say my day wasn't good. My day actually wasn't good. (laughs) Um, and here is why. And as we ask those questions over and over again to each other, if, if I notice, you know, dinner is a great example. You used it earlier. I'm going to use it again. If I notice, and this isn't true because uh, Brooke actually enjoys making dinner and stuff right. like that. But if I noticed every for day, <laughs> for example, Brooke was like, yeah, it was great. I had a great day. At dinner time, I was feeling frustrated though. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and then the next day she was like, ah, you know, during making dinner, she's like, oh, I don't know what to make. Okay. You know, yeah. maybe that's a one-off thing, but and then every day we He's hear some sort of comment after I asked her how her day was about dinner. Well, I noticed that there's something there. And and for me, 
if we, you know, to express love to the, to the ones in our lives, we should want to dig a little deeper as you were saying. And so yeah. like those types of things need to be like, you just need to be aware, self-aware of those things mm-hmm. so that you can dig a little deeper. And, and it, let's say dinner is attention for you, um, for you, Brooke. And I'm, if I acknowledge it and we kind of see that it is, well then let's try to alleviate it, you know, and there might be ways to do that. That's like, okay, well we can go out to eat every Monday or every Friday or, you know, like maybe that's not in our budget. So maybe it's okay. How can I help? And then what if I realize, okay, maybe I, maybe I should just make dinner twice a week. Maybe it's just one day a week you need off, you know, and and there's ways to like kind of set the expectation and try to fix, you know, tinker with it. I love the word tinker. (laughs) And I think not enough, not enough of us tinker with our lives um, and the way our world works. Um, But we could tinker with dinner time in a bunch of different ways and find a solution that now I'm asking you how your day was and dinner's not being brought up. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is if you start to dig into that, using that example, there is a chance you'll back up far enough the dinner itself is not actually the problem. Mm. But two hours before, like there's no quiet time for your kids. There's no prep. There's no, like you might back it up and be like, Oh my goodness, the problem actually starts there. Yes. And if we resolve that back there, all of this, you know, would be a lot better. Which leads me to my last point. Can I say maybe this has connected? Okay. Go for it. I also really like, and I, I'm, processing this in the moment so bear with me nice y'all know that's my strong suit um i do really like that you and i ask each other how was your day actually i think this is leading into what you're about to say so jesus um (laughs) but like the question of like oh like how are you yeah you know i want to be like well i can have a terrible day and still and like i'm okay i'm good i'm i got both hands i'm (laughs) Just like Jesus, I got two hands living in this world. And so, but like the question of how is your day, that makes it about the last 12 to 24 hours right. and you get real specific. Mm-hmm. And I do like that because that, that would, that allows me to say like frustrating points in my day. Cause if you're like, how are you? Yeah. And I'm like, dinner time was terrible. That's not really how I am. Yeah. That was just, yeah. And so. How was your day is a good question. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so the last thing that's really helped us kind of alleviate tension, bottlenecks, et cetera, um, is a weekly rhythm. And so we've talked about this extensively in other podcasts, so I'm not going to get into it too much here. But uh, first thing I would do is like, one, you should have a weekly rhythm. The you know, yeah. the God of all creation and universe who loves you designed life to be lived out seven days at a time. Yeah. Um, and so I would just encourage you. There's three things that I would encourage you to do. If you're like, I want to know more. Um, one is take the, I want to go to their family teams, seven day family e-course. Yeah. Um, if you use the code walk and love, I think you save 20%. I'll try to link it in the show notes Two, We've had two podcasts on this. We've, we talk about it in a lot of podcasts, but there's one called Sabbath changes everything. And then there's one that's called like sharing our current rhythm and answering your questions. I think those are what that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, but establishing a seven day rhythm has really allowed us to see the tension in yes. days, yes. which then lets us narrow it down to moments and times and then acknowledge those times and start to tinker with fixing those tensions. Yeah. Um, and it's allowed us and, and, and I will, and, and we live, <laughs> we live on Maui now and I would again, 
tell the story of just like we had established the rhythm, the seven day rhythm of having a Sabbath and the, and that, and a year later it was on a Sabbath that I realized something, there was tension in Brooke. I could just see it. I could feel it. Yeah. And so I asked her, how was your day? What is going on? Explain something to me because I can feel it yeah. and I can see it. And she was just like, I feel like the Lord is putting on my heart to move to Maui. And now we are here. And I started weeping. And, and we sent a few texts and bada bing, bada boom. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. But like those, that tension would, wouldn't have been acknowledged or seen if that healthy rhythm wasn't established. And so, you know, we will preach seven day rhythms all day long because of how incredible they've changed our lives. Literally, they've changed where we live. Yeah. They've changed so much about how we interact with each other. And so those tools, I'll link all those tools. I'll link those old podcasts because it's just so valuable. And I think that it will have a really great effect on you and your family and, and just the whole, like just the tension and the bottlenecks. And so, um, understanding that seven day rhythm and cycle allows you to see that a lot of tension points in life are reoccurring. Mm. It's not just one bad day, not just like, Oh, it was such a rough day with the kids. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's every Tuesday that's a rough day with the kids. Weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's happening? What happened? And then you're like, oh, maybe Monday night. Like, and then you realize, oh, Monday night we do this thing. We do this sporting event. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like it, it allows you to, and especially if you really like use it and like work, not work the system, but just like you really grab on to the idea of we, we desire to make our seven day rhythm better where we can yes not to maximize life not to hack life not because you got to do it perfectly you got to hustle all the time or anything like that but just like to live life you know jesus says i've come that you may have life and life to the full yes and i think a lot of us live with so many tensions and bottlenecks in our lives that we aren't living a life to the full and so jesus no we're living a full life right so jesus is utilizing us (laughs) to the fullest potential like like he can use anybody obviously like he can, but sometimes there's so much tension and bottlenecks in our lives that like we're missing, we're missing the ocean. We're missing the turtle swimming by. We're missing the the joy and, and sort of the life that is on the other side of tension because we're not taking a little bit of time to acknowledge it, tinker yeah. with it, maybe right. alleviate it a little bit here and there yeah. so that we can step into that full life. And so our encouragement here tonight, did you want to say something? Or well, I, was, I just was thinking of a good example of like, some people are so stressed about money that they don't see how that's impacting like other areas of, you know, they're making sacrifices in other places. And it's like, if, if maybe if we would address that, or if we would address the budget or if we would address like our spending habits or yeah, you know, like any of these things, yeah, money's a big tension for sure for a lot of people. Yeah. It really is you know, and it can be uncomfortable to talk about if you didn't grow up talking yep. about it, but like any tension point pushing through and actually getting to the point of conversation is incredible. So worth it. Yeah. And anybody yeah. who's like, you know, cause like a lot of people go through financial peace or do some sort of like money school to like kind of figure that out. Yeah. You never hear someone on the other side of that being like, man, I'm really bummed that we figured out our finances. Like they're all like, <laughs> Such a we paid off all that debt. Yeah, you know, We're and so like yeah. it's worth putting pushing through some of the tensions in your life. And 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 I'll I'll end with this. Like we, we want to encourage you to push through those tensions, understand where those bottlenecks are, and try to alleviate them where you can. 
but they they will exist. Like there's by no means a day in Brooke and I's life where we're like smooth right. sailing, right. you know, nothing to worry about. Like that exists in life. And that's why we need Christ. And that's why we need Jesus to, to hold our hand and walk along beside us because yeah. he's incredible. And so while we can do all we can to try to help some of these tensions, depending on Jesus uh, and holding his hand as we walk through life will obviously be the best solution for all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Cause what we're preaching right now is, is exactly what you just said. It's not just be more productive. Yeah. Hack your life more. Yeah. Put the towels out two nights before yeah. for the beach. Like, like. <laughs> Why are there yeah. so many towels in this house? I know. Yeah. <laughs> a weird scenario. Like that is not what we're saying. Don't yeah. walk away with that as your takeaway. Yeah. Like, oh. I just need to be ultra prepared and ultra perfect and get it all figured out and I'll do it all myself. Yeah, it's not like, going to happen. That is not what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. There are some tensions in your life that I think you could alleviate, which would lead, lead, lead to fullness, more fullness and joy mm. and more, you know, like the tension of not spending as much time with the Lord for me in the morning has been alleviated. And now I'm seeing him show up in more and more places. Yeah. And that gives me more joy and more desire to get up early and to go do it. And so yeah. find those tensions and bottlenecks and try to alleviate them because I think that there's some beauty and some joy and some amazing grace on the other side of that. Yeah. And that is all that we have to say today. I will end with this collections coming out August 19th. Yes. Um, we don't have any ads on the podcast because you guys support us so well. We're very excited for the collection. We have a new product. Yeah. Which is super exciting. And then next week we're hopefully doing something. We've literally never done it. Never done this. Never done it. So very, very excited. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. And thank you for waiting one extra day to listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Anything to add, babe? I thought you, I literally thought you were going to say, all I have to say is, own your cat's still dead. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Oh, if you do share about the podcast on your story, we give one person a free t-shirt every week. So yeah. share it on your story, tag us, maybe say your favorite quote or takeaway or whatever. It's really encouraging to us, helps us keep showing up, even though the podcast recording is a little tension filled right now, not in a bad way, but just in like a, not, it's not super ideal for us Yeah. in this moment, but we'll push through it because we know it's worth it. That is it. <laughs> okay, okay. I love, I love you. you. Bye. bye.